Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all as we uh, say goodbye to July, hello to August. It's just, you're getting that sense. Only uh, two more shows for me this season after today. Uh, We'll be uh, August 26th, we'll have, is uh, football kicks in. Seahawks have preseason there at uh, Lambeau Field to take on the Packers in their final preseason game. So 10 a.m. kick, which means 8 a.m. pregame right here on the fan. So uh, we won't do that. And then August 19th, I will be in Hawaii. I know you're all feeling sorry for me. Uh, So I'm planning on uh, uh, Dirt and uh, Eric to come in the Grip City Podcast, boys. And so I got to confirm that. But yes. Taking uh, taking my son to the islands. Fishing for, in Hawaii. Yeah, we've chartered a uh, uh, sport fishing trip for him. He's a fisherman. I I am not, but I said, if you're ever going to get me out there, a uh, big old 42-foot craft out in the ocean there between the Hawaiian islands, mm-hmm. trying to hook something that's 300 pounds is probably the way to do it. Yeah. I would imagine. So wait, is that something he wants to do uh, uh, as a uh, uh, as a big boy, as a uh, adult person? Uh, or is this no, I don't. Th- I don't think professionally. I think this is just a hobby. Right, but I mean, even like shift a career, like micro uh, marine biology or anything like that. No, no, okay. I don't think so. No, um, I don't. And unless he had, he would have to be like with some good buddies or something like that, and say, "Hey, we're starting this. Would you want to come on?" And and mm. I could see him doing that, but no. Initially, him saying, "I want to be like a." a you know, a charter or a yeah. river tour guide or something like that. No. Oh man. I'll tell no. you what, if I could go back and tell 21 year old me to do that. Yeah, I would, man. I envy those people in their twenties. who literally just go to a destination and are like, you know what? I got it figured. Two, the one- two years. I'm yeah. just working as this. That's it. No, I would go back. I, I don't know. I think about that all the time because I came into this late. I worked in the business world for eight, nine years. I was 30 years old when I go, okay, I can't sit at that cubicle. and I hate all of you, and I'm leaving. Exactly. I, I, you know, <laughs> in the in the industry, and, and I was about to, 
I was about to get fired. Nice. I saw the writing on the wall and I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta pull the parachute before this gets bad. Yeah. So yeah, I've had a couple of jobs like that too. You just yeah. you kind of feel it coming and you're just like, yep, I gotta I gotta find my so exit technically strategy. I've never been fired in my life. Oh really? No, not oh. not even from yeah. I've it's never a lovely been, experience. I've never been fired. I've never had that. I've had a couple things. It's like, hey, we you know we need you to pick it up here or watch this or do you know whatever. But yeah. no, I've never been fired. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the experience. I haven't done the angry I get fired, but like, it's it's a bit freeing. I will tell you that. Usually is. Like I saw, I saw like the the company I'd worked for for a long time right out of college got bought by another big insurance company. And the emphasis went from uh, underwriting and and creative risk taking to being an insurance salesperson. Uh, And I'm like, okay, can't do that. And so and then the office here in Portland was independent of itself. We only reported to corporate headquarters, and then there was a different structure. So Seattle was a hub, and all of a sudden, we had to start doing everything that Seattle said, and that doesn't uh, go well in Portland usually. Yeah. So yeah. So we're like, okay, time yeah. for me. And so I I took a big risk and said, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I didn't go back to school. I didn't study communications in school. Uh, but yeah, that was like 21 years ago. Well, you have a third act. Perhaps you'll go to Hawaii. Love fishing so much that you'll uh, just go screw this. I'm just gonna be on a charter. No, I think I think looking back people. and and especially talking to all the PGA pros we've had on this year, I'd be like, no, if I could go back, I would I would focus a little bit more on. I don't know if I would have been a teaching pro. I mean, obviously, but to be involved in the golf industry and oh, you can do that now. Um, uh, you, you, oh, I'm easily, dude. Fifty-two. Oh uh, my gosh! Think about what industry you're in right now. Yeah, I know what your interest is in, and then what career that could equal. Like you, you were built for PR. That's so easy. Oh, I so know that. Easy. Oh, it's not. It, it like you could you could call up the Corn Ferry Tour. I'm sure you know people on there, and just yeah. basically tell them like, "Hey, I'm thinking of a transition here. Is there anything in the communications department you could think of?" They'd be right. like, oh, "I think we know the right place for you." In yeah. fact, let's do it. Okay. I'll do it with you this afternoon. I'll help you out. Well, I will actually. But I got to go grocery shopping. First. Well, I got to go down to Salem because oh. uh, once again, uh, our friends from Hoopla. Oh. Um, so it's that. So I've been going down for years um, and uh, kind of emceeing the the three point shootout finals and the the dunk contest, that sort of thing. So That's cool, I will man. be down in Salem. Uh, we love the guys down in Hoopla. That event just continues to just. Get bigger and bigger and bigger. Three on three right there in front of the state capitol. More teams than ever this year. So uh, Chris and Jason are uh, running around today like uh, chickens with their heads cut off uh, trying to keep up with stuff. So I will be down there uh, Monday. I'm excited. I'm playing uh, at Columbia Edgewater. University of Portland's got their big annual fundraising golf tournament. uh, So we can try and keep up with the Gonzagas of the world. Uh, as uh, we're getting close to uh, announcing, uh, I think, the schedule... For the men's basketball team, almost done. Some exciting stuff. There's been some announcements. Uh, excited. They're going to play in the Diamond Head Classic again. Uh, Christmas time in Hawaii is always fun. So, so yeah, but we're looking forward to that. So, I'm looking forward to playing out there. I got to get out to, to Forest Hills here uh, this weekend, probably tomorrow. I need to go work on the short game. Short game's been uh, a little scratchy of late. Mm. So, we need to work on uh, 80 yards in because it's a scramble. 
So we're gonna we're gonna have some dudes that can uh, pump some pump some drives down there. Keep them between all those trees out there at Columbia Edgewater. Yeah. I'll get a look at it. We're about a month out from the women. Uh, the LPGA Tour will be there for the uh, the Portland Classic. So uh, I'll give you a report next week on uh, just how the how things are, how the greens are, how it's looking ready. I don't know. I, I don't think they'll have any grandstands up for us, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. And... Um, yeah, it's just me and Will today, so we are hamming and egging it around. There's lots going on. We've got a couple of majors being played. We had a huge cheating scandal uh, up in the Canadian PGA Tour that, once again, bringing into question uh, you know, the tradition of signing your own scorecard. We had another scorecard issue in the women's major uh, about slow play. So a lot of, uh, it's that time of the year. It's the dog days of the summer. Uh, the men's, uh, the PGA tour majors are done two more events. And then we're into the FedEx cup playoffs. The, uh, first American players already qualified for the Ryder cup team and no shock to anybody. We'll have a little Ryder cup update. Uh, what's up with Justin Thomas. Is he ever going to get it back? Or is he headed for a David Duvall like, uh, fall, uh, so we just a lot of little odds and ends. Uh, we'll recap the the Open Championship. Brian Harmon winning his first major in a Claret Jug, uh, and uh, all of those fun things. Who knows what else we'll do? We were talking about celebrity birthdays uh, before the show. It's just that time of the summer. Yeah, you share a birthday with a lot of influencers. Yeah, yeah. Yours was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Well, yeah, I feel terrible. fortunate. I've got a, a wide array of uh, of celebrities there. Uh, uh, yours was a little limited, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, Mark McGrath, I think, was the highlight on mine, which isn't yeah. too bad. Sugar Ray's a good hey, band, look, okay? Man, you get a you. They're great. If your band or you write a hit song that gets to like top ten or number one and all, you... oh yeah, dude. Look, look. I know people are gonna make fun of Mark McGrath because there's a lot to make fun of. I will take Mark McGrath's life any day yeah because i got at least would. i got at least five more years where if i walk into a restaurant like people are going to turn around and go is that mark mcgrath exactly i mean they won't get really excited but they'll kind of be like oh cool mark mcgrath's here and that's pretty cool it is pretty cool all right you ready to roll yeah let's do it okay let's go inside the ropes it's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. All right, four tours we are keeping an eye on this weekend. We'll start in the Corn Ferry Tour, event number 19 of 26. Uh, it is the NV5 Invitational. They are playing the Glen Club in Glenview, Illinois. 7,257 yards of par 71. Uh, your leader. They've had weather issues, so Wilson Fur and Ryan McCormick are tied for the lead at 13 under par. They got a one-shot lead uh, over five golfers at 12 under par. A uh, former Duck Norman Jong in the mix at 11 under par, just two shots back. So once again, the Corn Ferry Tour tight, just six shots between making the cut and being in the lead. Our buddy Alistair Doherty, uh, playing well this week, nine under par, so he's scoring. He's got the putter working. He's only four off the pace. Uh, if he can have a big third round, if the weather will cooperate with them, currently uh, 110th 
uh, in the points list. Uh, boy, if he could shoot up there, get into a top five, make a run, he's still got some time to try to get into the top 30 as they will uh, look to try and uh, get on the the uh, tour next season, the PGA Tour. So you've got a rookie in Wilson Furs, just 25 years old. Both these guys, uh, McCormick included, looking for their first career Corn Ferry Tour wins. McCormick, this is his 92nd start uh, in uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Still looking for his first victory. Just two top 10s in uh, this season. Nine top 10s in 92 events. Champions Tour is across the pond. They're in Wales. Royal Porth Crawl Golf Club in Bridgend, Wales for the Senior Open. Just two players under par right now. Round three is underway. Alex Cheka at two under. Vijay Singh at one under. That's it. Stephen Alker uh, is at par. Jerry Kelly and Mario Tiziani, the uh, low Americans right now at two over par. Bernhard Longer uh, at two over par as well. After uh, he won the um, the U.S. Senior Open and to finally get through and clinch that uh, record-breaking uh, victory, the most victories all time on the Champions Tour. So he's playing free and easy now. Uh, that's going on on NBC this morning, KGWA coverage is right now. LPGA will be across the pond for a few weeks now. They start. With the Amundi Evian Championship, major number four of the season. Round three has wrapped up. Former Dukie Celine Boutier of France has uh, had a big round three, 11 under par. She's got a three-shot lead over Nasa Haraoka. Brooke Henderson tied with Minji Lee at seven under par. Nelly Korda, a great round, seven under 64, vaulting her up to six under. She's currently tied for fifth with Yuka Sasso. Lilia Vu, who won the first major of the season at the Chevron, along with Angel Lynn, is at four under. Allison Lee, also at five under. She is the defending champion of the Portland Classic. Um, Gabby Lopez at four under. Leona McGuire, three under. So all the big names, many of the big names, have jumped to the top of the leaderboard here uh, in round three. Coverage uh, quite early in the morning. You can catch it uh, overnight. Uh, it'll start at 2.30 a.m. Uh, tomorrow on Golf Channel and go all the way to 8 a.m. So a nine-hour time difference over there. But uh, finally, some of the big names uh, we've seen, first-timers winning the earlier three majors. Uh, Lilia Vu capturing the first. Of course, the last one, Allison Corpuz, a couple of Americans. But we haven't seen the big names. So starting to get the sense of, especially for the European players, the American players, the sense it's a Solheim Cup year. Uh, we're just a couple of months away from those matches uh, in Spain. And uh, Nelly Corda playing herself into form. So it'll be, uh, it's going to be a very, very youthful American team this season. A lot of fresh faces. Uh, should be a lot of fun, but you would like to see uh, some of your stalwarts getting into form. We'll see if Jessica Corda is able to overcome her injury. She hasn't uh, been playing much here this summer. If she'll be able to work herself back into contention. And that leaves the PGA Tour. They are in Blaine, Minnesota, TPC Twin Cities for the 3M Open. They have had weather issues as well. It is hot, humid thunderstorms. You've had ridiculous wind. Uh, Lee Hodges at 15 under par is looking for his first ever PGA Tour victory. 
He has started the day 74th in the FedEx Cup points list. The top 70, remember this year they cut it off. It's no longer the top 120. It's the top 70 on the points list that will play in the FedEx Cup playoffs in two weeks. So a uh, uh, top finish here, but obviously getting the victory, getting the exemption. Could he be playing his way possibly into uh, Ryder Cup contention as those decisions are going to be coming up? The FedEx uh, FedEx Chude Championships, part of the playoffs, will be uh, the point at which Zach Johnson will uh, have to make his six captains pick. So after that, defending champion Tony Finau is in the mix at 10 under par. He had a great early season. He's been hit or miss here uh, in the middle of the season, but if he can have some big finishes, should put himself in position to be a captain's pick. Uh, for those matches in Rome the first week of October. Tyler Duncan is four back at 11-under. Kevin Streelman, JT Poston also tied with Tony Finau and Brant Snedeker at 10-under par. Our buddy Scott Harrington, our local player, just missing the cut at 3-under as uh, he is desperate to try and uh, find some points, see if he can get his card uh, to stay on the PGA Tour. So that is what's going on uh, on the tours this week. When we come back, we'll recap the Open Championship. Brian Harmon with his third PGA Tour victory, his first major uh, getting a win in lots of uh, tough conditions over there at Royal Liverpool. Uh, but came through. We'll hear from him. He's just a different guy, born and raised down in Georgia. Um, And so he he got a little flack for that, which I don't think is warranted. I think people are looking for things that uh, aren't necessarily part of what he's doing. He plays amazing golf. He's been as consistent. He's putting himself in position now to make the Ryder Cup as well. We'll talk about his victory there as we're just getting started here on this final Saturday in July. Hope you got your tee times. It's been fantastic golfing weather here the last couple of weeks. Take advantage. Make sure you're getting out there, getting your tee times. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 819 here this morning, golf in the Northwest. Center and St. following us. We do have uh, Major League Baseball on the schedule, uh, pending weather in Baltimore, but the Orioles and uh, Yankee series 
uh, is scheduled, I believe, 3.30 this afternoon. And then Sunday Night Baseball tomorrow uh, as we uh, – we the countdown clock is on for football season, and that's why everything uh, starting to get wrapped up. But we have golf here for another uh, few weeks before we turn it over to football season. Uh, Monday, though, football will be down uh, special edition uh, from Ducks Football Media Day. So Dirt and um, Buckley going to go down. And you'll hear from Dan Lanning, you'll hear from Bo Nix, and you'll hear from uh, a plethora of players as uh, they start uh, the last uh, last go-round for the full Pac-12. Well, I imagine we'll have a little uh, secession conversation coming up on Center and Saint. Oh, I'll tell you what. It's... Uh... You, you played in the Conference of Champions. I did play in the Conference I played in both the Conference of Champions and the larger Conference of Champions. So I know what expansion's about. Okay? We were stoked to get Colorado and Utah. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, none of us cared. No. <laughs> I think the players probably care a little bit more now that, like, there's a possibility you won't be playing certain exactly. teams. But yep. I remember back when it, was, when it was just the start of the Pac-12, everybody was just like, ah, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Well, and you even collegiate golf. I, I'm very curious to see football. Nobody's going to go poor with football. They they will figure it out. It is the other sports like collegiate golf. UCLA and USC have been pumping out uh, professionals on both the men's and women's tours for a long time, and they're going to start having these tournaments where they got to go to Pennsylvania and yeah. Ohio and. And so it'll be interesting to see how all of that works out or if the Big Ten's going to start scheduling a bunch of tournaments uh, out in Southern California, which is what I would do. But Yeah, you would think. That's a major reason why they lured yeah. the California schools in. It'll be interesting to see how all of that works out. But uh want to go back. It was quite an open championship. Uh, not a lot of drama outside of would the weather get so bad. Uh, that it would allow the field to come back to Brian Harmon, who on Friday in the win, when the weather was at its worst, built a five-shot lead, and then he was able to maintain it throughout the weekend. There were a couple of times he got off to a little bumpy start. Uh, looked like he was given a couple of shots back, but very quickly by the turn had recovered and uh, won his first major wasn't the most popular of champions because the entire place was rooting for Rory McIlroy. He had won the week before. Looked like he got his game in shape. That was the course that he won his last previous major um, or the last previous Open Championship when they played it there a decade ago. And he was in contention, but he just couldn't ever get that one run put together to go put any pressure on Brian Harmon, who was brilliant. He was just consistent, which is usually the way you win a British Open. He was 59 of 60 from putting inside of 10 feet. Uh, he only found two bunkers through 71 holes. He found one at the end when he had a comfortable lead and he was just uh, guiding it home. Uh, so many other players uh, got into trouble making doubles and triples. He only had six bogeys all week, and four of those times he bounced back with a birdie. And so 13 under, six, six shots clear, a dominance uh, that we had only seen uh, from Tiger Woods and Louis Oosthuizen 
recently. And so the the little lefty from Georgia, without the uh, super length, there's nothing uh, overly, there's no wow factor to his game. Uh, he's just consistent. Uh, he talked about, though, uh, afterwards, uh, one, uh, super appreciative of it, and uh, couldn't believe he was going to be able to uh, pour a po- couple of pints in the Claret Jug. I got to thank my, uh, my my wife, my family back home. I sure miss them. I can't wait to get back to them tomorrow. First, I'm going to have me a couple of pints out of this here trophy, I believe. So there you go. I don't know if you noticed, but the crowd reaction was very it much. It was tepid. It was it polite. Was it was Britishly yeah. polite. They uh, Look, they who, were. Who was this old American talking of drinking in the jug? Oh, no. Darren Clark did that. No, everybody drinks out of Oh, I jug. know. But I'm just saying, I think that they heard the accent. And then I think that they started her- hearing like yeah. his colloquial way of speaking. And they were just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's born and raised Georgia. He's he's a hunter. That started to draw some fire from I don't know if it was writers or whatever. And mm. it's, um, yeah, it was it was unjust towards him. He's, you know, been doing. He does it. Pro- it's not like he's out, you know, doing Jody Allen things and smuggling, you know, illegal bones back from Antarctica or whatever the hell she was doing. He's, right, right. He's you know does it and. It's a way of life, and you agree with it or don't agree with it, but he's doing everything properly. So, and that, that has nothing to do with why he's there. He played great golf. He's he's demure out there. He's uh, respectful of things. He's competitive. Don't get me wrong. And he talked about that. He actually was getting heckled. He remembered a heckler uh, on uh, in round three, and actually heard it, and that kind of fueled his fire. After I made the second bogey yesterday, a guy, when I was passing him, he said, Harmon, you don't have the stones for this. That helped. That was the, that was the motivation? Yeah, that helped a lot. I think he was a... Uh, anyway, that, that helped. I mean, it just helped snap me back in, like, you know, that I, I'm good enough to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through my process, and the next shot's going to be good. So it was a case of trying to prove any day it was wrong. You know, I'm not going to give that guy any more. I shouldn't have given him credit right there. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I just just the, just the resilience, just knowing. I, I knew I was going to make, you know, I, I figured at some point that I was, was going to hit bad shots. I mean, it just, with the weather and the, the scenario, you're going to hit bad shots. And I knew that the way I responded to that would determine whether I'd be sitting here or not. So there you go. To get to the level of making the PGA Tour, you have to have such a confidence, almost a uh, sometimes unmitigated bravado about yourself and your ability to do stuff and pull off shots uh, to, to get out there. Otherwise, we know what type of mental spiral you can go down because of all the downtime uh, between the actual action of performing shots in the sport and that's usually the biggest downfall for so many people that you go out in a casual round with your buddies and they you see all this talent and they can hit it 300 yards and they have all the shots but it's the ability to maintain a level of concentration when conditions aren't ideal to be able to do it over and over and over and over again um and so 
having any sort of self-doubt, which is a position Justin Thomas is in right now for some unbelievable reason. This is a guy that's won majors. He's been the number one ranked player in the world. We'll get to him in a little bit if he's going to make the Ryder Cup or not. Uh, but you've won on the PGA Tour. You know you have the game. You've been in contention. Brian Harmon's been having a good season, uh, top 20s, top 10s, and finally it just uh, all came together. You still need a little bit of luck. Um, so I thought he was, you know, there was disappointment, as we mentioned from the crowd that they didn't get to see their boy hoist another, uh, uh, major trophy, but he's different. There's no question. Yeah. And there was no better, uh, <laughs> point of that when he talked about how he was going to celebrate when he got back home. I did. Uh, I had a nice week a couple weeks ago and I bought a new tractor for my hunting place. So I'll get home and I'll be on the tractor uh, mowing grass uh, in the next week. I'll be very excited about that. So that's going to be your reward. You're going to ride your tractor. Yeah, I might take a whole day and just just put my phone away and go get on the tractor. I'm a little bit lost because I've never known an open champion celebrate by mowing grass on a tractor. I got a lot of layers, man. I'm like an onion. (laughs) It's a 105 horse Kubota tractor and it's it's going to be a pretty one. I, I haven't told my wife how much I spent on it. So. <laughs> well, she'll be okay with the check he's bringing home from uh, from the Open Championship. But you could just hear it from the reporter. Yeah. You're going to what? Yeah. It's like get out of your own. You know what? He just won the tournament. Just uh, indulge him. That's what I feel like with yeah. this tournament, the Open, is the fact that like almost well, now you know. Well, the other thing is, if Dirt, if Dirt was a PGA golfer, he'd be Brian Harmon, because Dirt loves Ooh, nothing man. more than to mow his yard. I don't think that would now be the Dirt's response. not the hunter. He's not a spear fisherman that the way that the Harmon family is. But you talk about how would Dirt want to celebrate? He'd want a pint. He'd want to throw a couple of pints in the claret jug. Get home get on his tractor, mow his yard, and then just sit there with his claret jug, drinking some uh, Pelican out of it, admiring his luscious yard. I think if yeah. Dirt was a PGA Tour golfer, I think his he'd be Brian be, Hart. I'm going to go get blasted. What? He would basically just say, I'm going to go get blasted. And then, blasted? What do you mean? Yeah. He'd be like, I'm going to go buy a 24-pack <laughs> and drink almost all of it. What is it with you Brits? Why can't you understand me? Yeah. So congratulations to Brian Harmon. Uh, expect to see him. I think he secured a spot, almost secured a spot on the Ryder Cup team. We will uh, get into the standings here in just a little bit. But the other side of that was Justin Thomas went out there and he fired an opening around 80, 83, I believe. Something obscene. Came back with a... Uh, or 82, he shot an 82, he came back with a par 71, but plus 11, missed another cut, uh, can't quite figure it out, and is in jeopardy of not only not making the Ryder Cup team, but missing uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's made it every year since like 15 or 16, pretty much since he's come out and been a regular on the tour. And so uh, he is playing in the 3M Open this week, did not make the cut, missed it uh, just a shot shy. And so now he's going to have to scramble next week at the Wyndham just to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Is this just something he's got to go through? Um, and he'll we trust that he'll figure it out. He's so good. He's so talented. He'll figure it out on the other side. Or is uh, is this going to be another uh, case of, of what happened to him? We'll discuss that. We'll talk about the Ryder Cup uh, as well. 
and uh, and a couple of news and notes. We've got more uh, information. Jay Monahan releasing a memo to the players now that he's back from his medical scare, taking over. What's going on with um, potential live golf? What's next there? When's the schedule coming out? Also talked about uh, the local rule to modify rolling the golf ball back. Uh, They've taken a stance on that, kind of where things sit as we get going. We are making the turn here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 834 here this morning. Hope you are uh, headed out to a round. Excellent conditions. Uh, Courses should be in fantastic shape. Summer has been kind, not too many days uh, in the 90s, let alone, uh, I don't know that we've had 100 degree. Did we get to 100 there? We might have. We might have had one or two two where we touched triple digits, but certainly not like we. uh, Never a full day. It was probably around three it got that, but yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, when I went to Vegas, it was insane. 115, 16. It was 100 degrees by 9 a.m. It was ridiculous. I don't know how. Like any thought I had of of possibly you know going to Arizona or Vegas for whatever if there was an opportunity. No, nope. was it a dry heat? It was, and it was like being in an oven. What's I mean, I I you know you can only take going in the sauna for so long. Yeah, and so it just uh, yeah, coming out of the uh, airport to to it was way too much, like five minutes, and you're just you can't breathe. Yeah, just can't breathe, especially those of us that uh, have grown up here in the Pacific Northwest. So, uh, so yeah, enjoy your rounds out there. Please be respectful of the local rules. Make life easy on your superintendents. Fill in your divots however they ask. Repair your ball marks. Please repair your ball marks on the greens. There's nothing more. I always try to repair two or three more. I don't know. Find your ball mark, repair it, keep those greens running smooth, and uh, keep the keep everything playable for everybody. All right. We are just a few weeks away from the Ryder Cup making its uh, or qualifying its top six automatically. The first one came last week. Scotty Scheffler, uh, after his performance at the Open Championship, has secured as the number one qualifier. He's almost lapped the field in terms of points uh, with 25,700. So he is in. Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon, your most uh, recent two uh, winners of majors, 
they are uh, over the 10,000-point mark. They should be in. Brooks Kepka, who won the other major, he is likely in. So you'll have those four. Brooks will bring up a different situation. Uh, obviously, a live golfer, but he's gone through and, and earned his spot by qualifying. What that will do for uh, considering possible other uh, live golfers. Uh, Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay right now are in positions five and six. And uh, they could be passed up. Max Homa right there is in seven. I think Max is in no matter what. Multiple-time winner on tour this season. Uh, Cameron Young up two spots after his performance at the Open is eighth. Jordan Spieth, ninth. Keegan Bradley is tenth. He's got wins this season. Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, 11 and 12. And then Justin Thomas, uh, again, is in 14th position. Tony Finau is in 19th. I think if Tony finishes strong here, I think he will be a selection. Um, I think Tony's a guy uh, that uh, you can pair with just about anybody uh, and put him in. The question will be, was is, is Dustin Johnson a consideration? Uh, will any of the live golfers uh, be under consideration by Zach Johnson? Or is that just a non-starter other than Brooks having uh, done it by uh, his performance in the majors uh, this season? Um, Justin Thomas, I don't I don't know. That's a conversation Zach's going to have with Justin. I think they know each other pretty well at this point. Ricky Fowler, I think, is somebody, especially if you've got a fairly young squad, you've got some uh, first-timers like Wyndham Clark, like Brian Harmon, Cameron Young. Uh, do you want somebody with a little bit of savvy and experience that's played in these before that understands the event that can uh, take some of the edge off, maybe to pair with them in some of the alternate shot uh, matches? And Ricky really has got it back rolling. Um, so I would expect, uh, as far as captain's picks go, uh, I think Homa, Young, and Spieth uh, are no-brainers. Uh, Keegan Bradley, I would, uh, highly consider Colin Morikawa, um, Ricky, uh, Denny McCarthy is another one. If you want to talk about a guy who can putt, if you need somebody to make putts, uh, considered amongst the best on the PGA tour, he has started to have a really good season as well. I think McCarthy and Finau uh, might jump their way up ahead of guys like Bradley and Morikawa and Fowler. It'll be really interesting to see how they finish up the season and um, how things look for them. As far as the European team, it's going to be interesting to see how they view the live golfers because they are certainly affected much more than the United States. Uh, Rory will automatically qualify uh, as long uh, with John Rahm, you have Robert McIntyre. So the top three uh, in the European points, and then you have uh, the top one next, um, or you have a couple of them from the world ranking points. So Victor Hovland, uh, Terrell Hatton, and Tommy Fleetwood are in. Matthew Fitzpatrick will probably be a, a captain's pick, no doubt. And then you get into Sepp Straka is playing his way in. Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Adrian Moronk, uh, who's played uh, pretty well on the European tour. So that's kind of what they're uh, what they're looking at. Um, but they will have their depth for spots 9, 10, 11, and 12 not going to be what the U.S. 
is going to be dealing with. And so you're putting a lot of pressure. It's going to be a lot of pressure on Rory, on John Rahm, on Tommy Fleetwood, on Victor Hovland uh, to kind of be the guys, maybe Sepp Straka too, uh, to go out there, especially on singles day. Uh, the U.S. would love to finally win on foreign soil uh, in Rome that uh, first weekend in October. And so they will rely on their depth. They just need to be basically, even with the Europeans going into singles, they should have a huge advantage uh, there. Cannot wait for these matches. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who makes the final push. Again, after the FedEx St. Jude Championship, that's when Zach Johnson will make his six captains picks uh, and can't wait uh, for him to do so. But he's going to he's going to have a little bit more depth to pick from. There will probably be a name or two that will be surprised that won't be there uh, unless Justin Thomas has a tremendous turnaround. He would probably need to win next week at the Wyndham and then do something in the FedEx Cup playoffs of note uh, to try to uh, convince everyone that he's got his game and his head in the right spot. Uh, talked about, uh, we do have a cut from Justin Thomas, and, and just kind of talking about everything that he's been going through. He ended up playing the 3M because he needs points. He wasn't originally scheduled to play. Uh, talked on Thursday just about trying to get everything in the right frame of mind. I felt like I did a good job. I mean, the, the conditions really tried to make me not have some fun there for a little bit, um, but I just embraced it. You know, I I was I was uh, I, I was I'm disappointed with how I played the par fives. I feel like you know those are should be three, definitely two easy birdies, and I played them well enough to do so. But and I didn't. But I just stayed patient. I mean, I think you you know you don't make putts like I did on nine or those putts like I did on fourteen. The shots on fifteen, the par putt on sixteen, up and down seventeen, like I you don't do that stuff if you're not in the right frame of mind and, and kind of enjoying the conditions. And uh, I, I feel like I did. What will you work on ahead of tomorrow's round? Sleep. I'm, uh, I mean, I, I just told Bones, I'm like, I really don't want to go down there. I'd, I'd love to just go do a little bit, but, you know, this is my third week of hopefully a lot in a row. Uh, it's very, very hot, and, and being rested and, and having enough energy is more important than anything I'm going to figure out down there. Uh, he did not make the cut. You saw he had some uh, some lip outs. He had another loose chip uh, on a par three that he ended up double bogeying late in the round that cost him the ability to get in there. So he's going to have to have a big uh, round next week when they get to uh, Carolina and the Wyndham Championships uh, in order to break in. He's going to end up falling somewhere around 79-80. Uh, and he will need probably a top three finish in order to get enough points to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I don't know, uh, unless guys like Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler go to Zach Johnson and say, we really want him on the team and uh, think he will be able to help us. But he would be in jeopardy of being a guy left off, and you could be playing with 11 uh, if for some reason he gets over to Rome and uh, cannot, uh, cannot find it or drop everything that's gone on this season. So that's what's going on there. Cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Solheim Cup and Ryder Cup back-to-back weeks. This uh, probably won't happen again because the Solheim Cup, they're going to double up next year uh, and come right back to the United States. I think they're playing Medina. I'll have to double-check that for you. But um, as they will get back on the uh, off years, that was a result of still COVID trying to undo the schedule and get it back to where uh, it needs to be. So cannot wait for that in September and October 
nothing like the the Solheim Cup and the Ryder Cup environments. New venues for them as well. Should be a lot of fun. When we come back, a giant cheating scandal on the uh, Canadian PGA Tour has everybody up in arms wondering what is going on. Is it time for some of the old state traditions to go away with so much on the line, with guys feeling the pressure, forcing them into you know doing this sort of thing with gambling now being ever-present in the sport? Uh, is it time to take the scoring out of the hands of the players with all of the technology that's still available? Uh, more stuff with slow play. That caused a, a LPGA Tour player to to be disqualified over at the Evian. And the latest on uh, what the PGA Tour is thinking uh, for the upcoming season with all that is swirling around how the tour will operate moving forward. That as we wrap things up here, Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 848 here. Wrapping it up this final Saturday in July. Hope everybody is uh, out, got a tea time, uh, taking in just this amazing weather. One of the best summers we've had in the last few years. Uh, should be keeping everything uh, very, very playable. And uh, again, it's going to be a fun time. We'll have the LPGA Tour coming up in a month. Uh, it's a tough weekend for them. I don't think the LPGA did them any favors moving that uh, tournament up to Labor Day weekend, the opening weekend of college football, last vacation weekend. So hopefully if you're in town, make your way out there. Field should be a little better. The event before them is up in Vancouver, B.C. So hopefully you'll get uh, a few more names coming to Columbia Edgewater. So I'll be out there on Monday. Uh, so next week I'll give you a full report on uh, how Columbia Edgewater is looking. Playing should be in uh, prime condition. Hopefully they've uh, trimmed some of the trees a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to get the fairway finder out. Fortunately, it's a scramble, so we will uh, take care of that. But a um, couple of uh, big news items uh, from the week. There was a huge uh, cheating scandal out of PGA Tour Canada uh, as uh, Justin Doden uh, basically just flat out signed an inaccurate scorecard, uh, but nobody caught it until a couple of players, uh, after the fact were eating lunch and they saw that he had posted three under after two rounds to make the cut, knowing that he had made a double bogey on the final par five hole to drop him to one under. And uh, again, leading into all sorts of discussion, one, how does this happen? I'm assuming in the scoring tent, you normally have to sign each other's cards. So then did he alter it after it was signed before he turned it in? But at the PGA Tour level, um, you know, this has sparked debate all through the Champions Tour, all of those sorts of things. Uh, especially at some of these smaller tours, though, you don't have as many marshals out there. You don't have as many rules officials. You don't have the galleries. There's not TV cameras anywhere. It's it's very, very difficult to get away with anything, although Patrick Reed has tried over the years on the PGA Tour um, to get away with anything in a PGA Tour event or an LPGA Tour event. But on these smaller uh, mini tours and things where there's not as much, I just don't know how this goes on. 
But again, it brings into consider or, or into question why are we still doing this, holding on to this particular tradition and the honor of calling penalties on yourself and all of those sorts of things. If there's so much more money that's going into this, and if the the PIF is going to come in and we got sponsors and we're pumping all this money into it, and there's uh, you know so much more desire and or call it pressure. I don't know if you want to call it pressure, but for guys who want to make it on the tour to do anything and everything, and if they're more willing to cross these lines uh, of the integrity of the game, why are we still leaving it in their hands? Well, you have all the technology. There's a, there's scores going out with each group. Vol- you have volunteers. These are all volunteers um, that are out there. You've got little iPads and ShotLink and all that sort of thing. So somebody else is keeping score. Why is this not the official? Just have official scores out there with every group. I still don't understand why at the PGA Tour level you don't have a rules official with every group. Having to stop and wait, play a pace of play is such a big deal. Why do we only have like nine rules officials on the entire course? Just stick one with every. There's enough qualified people within the USGA and all of the uh, local state golf associations that are rules officials. You can put them out there, uh, especially at the PGA Tour level. Let's keep things going. Let's have official rulings. Uh, Let's have them right there with them. They can see. They witness everything. If balls crossing, you know, uh, penalty areas, trying to figure out, did it cross over? Did it never get there? Where do we put – just speed it up. Let's just put them with them. If if, if you're talk, I, I don't want to hear the PGA Tour talk about cost concerns anymore for hiring more people mm. or all of that. I would just as soon take it out of their hands, and let's just have it be independent. I mean, every other sport has scorekeepers and timekeepers or whatever you need. They are independent and they are right there uh, in a press box, and they are kept separate from you know, the team operations. Yeah, but it doesn't speak to the tradition of golf. Well, we're... (sighs) Believe you me, man, I wish they could end that kind of stuff. I, 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 Keep your own score if you want. You can verify it with them, but ultimately, if you're going to turn it in and everybody knows it's wrong and you're going to get disqualified, let's not allow this to happen. Just take it out of their hands for crying out loud. Yeah. Um... You know, I I just don't I don't see how just having the tournament take care of everything for guys. Sometimes there's honest mistakes. There's a lot going on out there. You're so focused in, your caddy's focused in. Every once in a while, there's an honest mistake. Then you had what happened with uh, Carlotta Saganda uh, at over at the Evian. Uh, they were put on the clock, slow play. She's been penalized for slow play before. Uh, they were uh, put on the clock uh, right around the tournament turn they didn't catch up she was given a two-stroke penalty she wouldn't take the penalty uh and i think intentionally turned in the scorecard and just left the tournament but i i think especially slow play is a big deal everybody's wondering in in certain tours they're much more willing the corn ferry tour the lpga tour they're a little bit more um ready to let everybody know that they're on the clock. They're still very hesitant to do that on the PGA Tour. Um, I don't know why. Um, And that's why I said if pace of play is an issue, let's get rules officials out there with every group so when there is, they hit it sideways or there is a ruling or something's goofy, somebody is absolutely right there to keep the pace of play up so that doesn't become an issue. But 
no, I think uh, I, I think these things can be taken care of. I don't think that affects the integrity of the game. I think it upholds the integrity of the game. It's a technology issue, similar to what's going on with the golf ball. Now, that's a whole different issue. Jay Monahan, after coming back from his medical issue, he sent out a memo last week to PGA Tour players, gave them an update on where things stand with the proposed uh, Live Golf PIF Alliance, uh, where they stand uh, there. He said uh, they will release the 2024 schedule uh, at the FedEx St. Jude in a couple of weeks, and they are going back to the traditional start of the actual season will be the Century Tour of Champions in January at the Plantation Course at Kapalua. So that's when you start accumulating points for that year's FedEx Cup playoff chase, and it'll end right around Labor Day or the week before Labor Day. There, there will be a fall tour that'll more be about uh, guys that didn't make the FedEx uh, Cup playoffs as well as guys that finished uh, 30 to 75 on the Corn Ferry Tour. Their ability to earn some priority, uh, maybe qualify for uh, some events, have some tour status there, and it'll go back to the way things were about a decade ago. Uh, but the other thing that uh, Jay Monahan said was it will be the PGA Tour's position. They are against the rollback uh, of the distance in the golf ball that's been proposed by the USGA and the RNA. The new rule wouldn't go into effect until 2026 if it is adopted. Uh, but they believe that uh, we should continue to play the same equipment, same stuff, you know, for the amateur as well as on the professional tours. Um, and I don't know where I, I, there are some courses that I think, I think this is all about trying to protect certain courses. And I understand you want to protect the courses for tournament play. You'd like to be able to use them. A uh, Marion, uh, up in Pennsylvania is one of the courses that comes to mind, but I also am, let's go find new courses. And if, if they can no longer deal with, you know, they're not set up for it, fine. Or if you want to just make them, you know, maybe it'll be a different environment. Let's see. If you have a lot of shorter par fours, maybe guys can drive them. You can bring in the rough. You can grow the rough. You can bring in the fairways. You can redo bunkering. You can uh, tougher pin positions. I don't think it's as big a deal as the USGA and the RNA are making it out to be. So I, I'm kind of on there, plus all the manufacturing that's got to go on, all the cost in there. I don't think you're going to get a lot of buy-in. I don't know if that's going to hold up. Oh, are we done? Yeah. Oh, all right. Sorry. Well, you guys are up next. Sinner <laughs> and Saint. Hour flew by. Hope you guys uh, uh, have your tee times uh, ready to go. Again, just a couple of more weeks here for Golf in the Northwest before football season takes over. Uh, and so uh, we are following the end of the season for the PGA Tour, getting ready for Solheim and Ryder Cup. That'll do it for us. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Thanks to Will, as always, behind the glass. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Until then, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. One, two, three, four, five. Not making it so penal for players. Uh, make sure I left the ball below the hole. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. PJ's in Europe. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 